0: Parma on the edge of the box. Oh,
1: it's a straight-up screamer!
2: Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at PalmerBed. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call one 858 858
0: Life's so full-on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
1: Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Yeah, time for the panel. Ruben Bradley, the boss man in the studio. G'day, Rubes. How you, are you? You yeah, turn the button Sorry. off to your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's...
2: I thought Brian would have yeah, my back. back. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the producer we'll under chat the bus already. Brian, no, just yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hinton from Stuff.co.nz with us as well. G'day, Mark. How are you?
0: Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, a bit going on, isn't
1: there? Mm. Mate, just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. Now, uh, I just update uh, everybody that the uh, Kiwi Ferns game has finished. It finished 10-8 to the Jillaroos, so the Aussies got the upper hand. means we'll play England in the semi-final. They get Papua New Guinea. But the first points that the Jillaroos have conceded at this World Cup and they were ahead uh, in the game twice, Mark. Uh, does that give you hope for the final? Because, I mean with a, a dodgy draw that's been done to make sure that England get the, get the best chance to get to the final. Um, this is just a, it was just a dry run for the final, wasn't it today?
0: Yeah, well, it certainly gives you hope. That was a fantastic effort. I don't think anyone really thought the um, Kiwi fans would, would, would get that close to the, to the Aussies. So they're, they're, they're thereabouts. There are a chance. Um, it's going to be a tough semi for them, isn't it? But uh um, they play like that again, uh, you know. They're in the game, aren't they? So um, yeah, honourable effort, I and mean, hopefully a good sign for what's to come this weekend.
1: Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, I mean, because Reuben, we were uh, the Black fans were leading eight six. Um, they missed a couple of kicks as well in that game that could have made all the difference, uh, but it wasn't to be.
2: Yeah, just for, I was um, uh, watching when they scored that uh, they go a, go ahead. I don't think we say that down here, but anyway, the go ahead try, yeah. um, and it was just a case of repeat sets and just that uh, there was an era of inevitability as the, the pressure mounted, repeat sets, and you know eventually it did seem like the crack would um, would be found, um, and so yeah, just just a bit too much pressure
1: bit too much pressure, but good to see where the ferns are at. They're not too far away from uh, the Gillaroos. We should talk, of course, Kangaroos-Kiwis as well. That one Saturday morning, uh, looking forward to that one, Mark. At at a gentleman's time, too, of 8.45. (laughs) Um, I mean, that that Kiwis performance against Fiji was littered with mistakes. Hopefully they've got them all out of their game now, but uh, it did worry me a bit coming into a, a game against the Kangaroos.
0: Yeah, you like momentum in in these tournaments, don't you? And that, that was a bit of a of a momentum stopper for the um, um, uh, for the Kiwis. They just did not play well, and you know, and and, and dodged several bullets. I think on the route to victory. So, um, um, but maybe you know, look, look. There's a theory that you know, to win a World Cup. You've got to survive one, you know, one off game, one one close shave along the way, and maybe that was it for the Kiwis. Let's hope so. They're certainly capable. Uh, a big forward pack, you know. They need to make that count, um, um, and and they'll rise to playing the, to, they'll rise to playing the Aussies, won't they? That's you know, this is their kind of you know Mount Everest. It's it's the ultimate challenge, um, and it, you, you just like to think that it'll it'll bring the best out of them. Uh, they can they can kind of bash them up front and get the ball to those, um, you know, those wonderful uh, uh, difference makers out wide that the team also has. So um, I'm not without hope, but when you're playing Australia in rugby league, you're always second favourites. So you just, you know, you you have to get so much right on the day, don't you, Rick?
1: Yeah, you do, mate. You're 100%. I mean, I think, too, the other thing, Ruben, that goes in, I wouldn't say goes in our favour, but I, I think from a fan point of view, you go, well, Australia haven't been tested yet. Kiwis have
2: yeah definitely like though they will uh, bank that away having been put under pressure in that quarter final by Fiji but I just think I don't know these triumphs against the kangaroos that we all remember so fondly over the years my feeling is that they always come when we least expect them and they they always catch you off guard I just sort of think. For all the big talk pre-tournament about how even this year would be, how strong the Kiwis would be, how we're the world number one side, how so many players were choosing their country of birth, come the business in the semi-finals, it's actually the same old story we've got three powerhouses and, and one other team uh, in the semi-final. England plays a team they beat by 60 points at the start of the tournament um, and it, there was so much hype around how good New Zealand were going to be this year and now everyone, everyone is backpedalling at a rate of knots faster than a politician about how the Kiwis are now massive underdogs. Before the tournament And uh, it was an awesome PR campaign but honestly, International League is still actually just the same. It's the three teams and Australia's probably going to win. Yeah, well it's I, like that football thing. Uh football's a game that if players run around for ninety minutes and at the end Germany wins on penalties. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. this is the rugby league equivalent. <laughs> Australia's gonna win.
1: Yeah, Australia's gonna well Australia's gonna win. I'd be interested, Mark, actually, to see that Samoa England semi final because Samoa didn't show up for that game, but now they've got up and they've beaten Tonga and say you, if you if you Matt Parrish, who doesn't have the greatest rap as a coach, but I mean it's not gonna be that hard to motivate them for this game,
0: is it? No, absolutely not. I mean, I'd love to see the Samoans win. I mean, you know, the Samara Tonga, R- Rube's touching on it. I guess it's, it's, it is a three-horse race, but Samara Tonga have at least brought, um, you know, a, a competitive second tier, if you like, to International Rugby League. So I'd love to see the Samoans uh, tip over the home team, but I can't see it. You know, they'll have they'll have so much support they'll have so much motivation to to be in a final in their own country I I really can't see it but you never know it's a it is a strong Samoan team when they get it right when they get their confidence and flow going Um, but I'd be tipping if, if I was a betting man I'd be tipping tipping the in England,
1: Australia final. Is, is that's where you t- you are as well, roots Australian in uh, England. <sighs> yeah, father? I have
2: to say, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately,
1: right. and that is yeah, that's disappointing. Fingers crossed, we're all wrong. Uh, we'll find out on Saturday morning. It's just gone ten thirty here on SENZ. This is the panel: Mark Hinton, Ruben Bradley, with us. We'll be back with more after the latest in news and sport from Aroha Hathaway. Time for the panel to continue with uh, Ruben Bradley and Mark Hinton from stuff.co.nz. And Mark, you've been all over the tournament right throughout the Rugby World Cup. We're, we're at the final stage tomorrow night, Eden Park. It's a sellout, Black Ferns versus England. Uh, how sold out will this one be?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it will be a house full because there's only one game on. I think what we've seen is the crowds spread around when there's been multiple games. Look, you know, I think every seat will be taken for this. Um, uh, It's going to be a fantastic occasion, isn't it? Um, And different to 2011, if you think back to when we hosted the Men's Rugby World Cup and the All All Blacks made it to the final, so much expectation um, on the New Zealanders. And it was a really nervous, tense (laughs) occasion, wasn't it? If you remember back to, I mean, it was almost unwatchable at, at, at stages because the All Blacks made such hard work of it. But yeah, you think of now, you know, the Black Ferns are playing an England team on a 13-match unbeaten streak. Extraordinary run. Uh, they are second favourites. They are underdogs. Our Black Ferns, as well as they've played, and as brilliantly as they've played through this tournament, um, they're up against, a, you know, a bit of a juggernaut, aren't they, in the women's game. So um, it's it's different to 2011, but it is the same. It's, it's a country, um, you know, hoping, a country um, anticipating a world... Championship, you know, and uh, uh, by by one of our beloved teams in front of our own in front of their own fans. I mean, it is special and it's rare. And um, look, Saturday night, I think if you're not at the ground, your eyes eyeballs have got to be on the tally because um, um, it, it's a special, special occasion. And look, I give the Black fans a chance. England look to have come back to the pack a little bit. They haven't been you know they're indomitable south through this tournament have they and the black ferns have played the type of rugby that will trouble them with the, you know the pace the game at pace and the you know using width it's the game you need to play to beat england and so the black ferns definitely have it all this rain in auckland probably doesn't isn't helpful for them and hopefully it clears by tomorrow but look they're a chance and that home home support rick uh, that home support will will you know will really help them it will it will take them through almost you know at, you know another leg sort of proverbially so um they're in with the charts, but they're going to have to play you know a bit like we were talking about earlier with the um Kiwis. They're going to have to play very, very well to beat an England team that will not beat themselves.
1: Yeah, chaos rugby they call it the the way the the Black Ferns play and I'm in credit to Wayne Smith for reinventing the the Black Fern style of play to to get us closer to France and England after what we saw in uh, November last year, the end of season tour. Ruben, you've got a young daughter. I remember you telling me that you were watching the All Blacks with your family and your young daughter said, when can we watch the women do Absolutely. this? Absolutely.
2: Well, I'm looking forward to Saturday night. Absolutely. We will uh, definitely keep the kids up late, watch it on mm-hmm. Spark Sport, uh, have a have a ball. It's going to be uh, an extremely close game, I think. I think it's one of these, one of the most bizarre and curious phenomenons of uh, elite sport is the fact that favourites are... Uh, essentially never win like they should Mm. in the big games you know like a football final is always nil all France had no right getting within one point of the All Blacks in 2011 the All Blacks were so much better than them in big finals games they are always tight so this England team has a phenomenal Record uh, And they are outstanding. They're obviously and should be uh, the favourites for this game and the best rugby team in the world right now. But uh, it will be a tight game and it will come down to a couple of really tight moments. And, you know, one kick a goal or one one pass that does or doesn't go to hand. So, yeah, every chance uh, that the Black Ferns could win this weekend.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a tight game. And, and Mark, I think even more important in a way than the result of the final is the lasting legacy that this World Cup is going to have on not just women's rugby in New Zealand, but women's sport in New Zealand with the crowds that we're seeing. I talked to the CEO of Eden Park, Nick Sautner, during the week. He said they are already talking to the rugby union about trying to get another Black Ferns test at Eden Park next year.
0: Yeah, look, that's an important point you make, Rick. I think legacy is one of the big factors of this World Cup. Look, we've seen seen the Black Ferns uh, generate tremendous interest for the women's game and also showcase the women's game really, really well. And not just them, you know, there are other top teams, England and France particularly. Um, but, but can this, you know, it needs to be more than a one-off event. This this needs to create, yeah, a new blueprint for, for women's sport. And um, it shows that, that top women's sport can attract fans to the games, can attract eyeballs to the screens and hopefully can attract dollars, you know, because that's what it's all about. They need money to, to um, you know, to, to be better, to fund the, their, their professionalism, basically. So, um, l- yeah, let's hope the legacy is that um, we don't just have to watch the All Blacks, you know, to be entertained uh, in terms of high-level sport uh, uh, in, in rugby or in any code, really. Uh, women can provide just as good enthralling uh, competition and, um, you know... Uh, this World Cup showing that, and hopefully there's a spin-off um, uh, in terms of that legacy you talk about, which is really, really important because World Cups—that's why you pay the big money to host World Cups. They—they—they they, they mean something for you, for your country and your sport down the line. And the legacy of this World Cup is women's sport can be entertaining, it can be uh, uh, you know edge of the seat stuff, and it can be high, high quality because this tournament certainly has been that.
2: And, and as you say, Mark, as well, uh, win or lose, this tournament and the years that have preceded it, the growth of England and France and the depth in, in women's rugby at, on the international level is hugely important because it used to be a fait accompli. The, uh, the Black Ferns would play, they would win, they would play, yeah. they would win. Now there's some competition and a reason to watch.
1: Yeah. A reason to watch, and you know, and that's what you need. You need competition, you know. It, it took that horrible fright that New Zealand Rugby got in November last year for them to sort it out, really. And I don't think they've completely sorted it out yet, but they've certainly made steps in the right direction. And I think it says a lot, Mark, as well, that we are talking about the Black Ferns probably this week on this station more than we're talking about the All Black Scotland.
0: Yeah, and rightfully so. This is a World Cup. This is, uh, you know, an occasion that really means something that as we're talking about legacies, we're talking about, you know, um, legends will be made on Saturday night at Eden Park. The All Blacks are playing Scotland. You know, it, it's a November test. Look, it's an important test for the All Blacks and, and let's not pretend that we're not interested. We are. I mean, you know, this this team has yet to put, produce back-to-back convincing performances this year, even though they've won five in a row. Um, they, um, they, a couple of those victories... You know, Melbourne, particularly uh, Tokyo, not very convincing, and this team hasn't shown an ability to back it up. So, yeah, there's there's interest, but uh, the All Blacks playing Scotland at Murrayfield, I know they're trying to preserve that, um, you know, undefeated record against them. And whether it's uh, in the modern era or this year with the All Blacks, uh, you know, you just can't take that for granted, can you? Because a couple of those have gone by the wayside already. So, um, there's a bit on it, but no, it's not a World Cup final. So rightfully so, the Black fans take centre stage. And uh, those who, who who can manage it will get up in the middle of the night. But I'd say most people probably tape it and watch it in the morning, uh, the All Blacks against Scotland.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I think it said everything, Ruben, that when uh, Mark said that the All Blacks have won five in the row, you did the wow face. Like, have, have
2: they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was a great stat. Yeah. It was like... Well, and it actually speaks to probably what I had thought about a little bit more around this as well. To think that they've won five in a row, agree they haven't put two in uh, in a row convincingly together. But I'm pretty sure Monday morning we will win easily. We might not have a vintage team right now, but the skill level of the All Blacks always still means they can break open a team relatively quickly, uh, put two or three tries in a row quickly when mistakes are made and the points start stacking up and the scoreline looks really generous. The other thing that I've started to know as well, the previously untouchable France uh, nearly lost at home to Australia, which is like, oh, OK, so this, untou-, you know, this incredible France team that, you know, uh, you know, that going to be unbeatable next year. Summary, because everything we're talking about uh, as regards men's rugby right now is looking forward to the Rugby World Cup next year. Summary, in my mind, all is not lost when we look at the World Cup next year. Are we the runaway favourites as we have been in other years? No, obviously not, but I would still feel a heck of a lot better back in the All Blacks than france what chance do they seriously have has everyone forgotten the reputation of france as a rugby nation what chance on earth do they have of staying consistent for another year and a half
1: yeah well that that might let's not forget that (laughs) part they are still france yeah they are still france that's a that's a solid point um uh, mark when is this all blacks team out and and what do you expect to see given that we've got england a week later
0: yeah, it's overnight um, uh, between, you know, early hours of Saturday morning, basically late, late, fr- just after midnight on Friday, the team will be announced. Um, I expect some changes because I think Ian Foster's trying to get through this. Uh, he's got a six-day turnaround for England, so this is a Sunday test up in up in Scotland, and then they play England the following Saturday, and just the fact that they would have had three games in a row on, on the UK and four in a row on this tour. He will juggle his resources a little bit, I think, Um I think he'll make some judicious changes. I don't think there'll be wholesale changes. He won't send out like a second-string lineup. The day, the days of doing that against Scotland, I think are gone. So he's going to kind of keep a core. Maybe you know start Samisoni, Takiaho, maybe Akira uh, maybe a Finn Christie in Scotland at home or TJ Perenara at halfback. So I think he'll, you know, he'll he'll, he'll freshen um, and hold back. Uh, you know, you know, kind of rest uh, a few of those frontliners that need it. Uh, But it won't be sort of a whole second string line-up because I think uh, you've got to show Scotland some respect. They went very, very close to beating um, Australia first up. And, you know, they are a team that can upset the big heavyweights of the game on their day. They're a developing team, certainly improving team on the international scene. So, yeah, I expect um, a few judicious changes, um, you know, with England in mind. but, But it'll still be a pretty strong All Blacks team. You know, they've they've got sort of a half dozen positions where they can flip them around and and not lose a lot. I don't think we'll see Geordie Barrett again at 12. Ian Foster was refusing to jump on the Geordie bandwagon in Cardiff. And I think there's a reason. I think he just wants to call the Jets on that a little bit. As as successful as it's been, and I think Geordie Barrett is going to be the number 12 for the World Cup next year. I I, I think he still wants to keep David Harvey and Anton Leonard-Brown sort of in the mix somewhere. Um, uh, as plan B. So I think we'll see a bit of a change up there as well. But uh, it'll still be a good All Blacks team, Rick.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, Mark. Hey, listen, thanks very much for being part of the panel today, mate. Go well. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Enjoy all your footy.
0: Yeah, go to the black fence. Come on,
1: finish it off, girls. Finish it off. Finish it off indeed. And, Reuben, thanks for uh, getting out of the boss's chair, coming into the studio. <laughs> that little thanks red button turns on your microphone. Is just that by the what way. it does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, good stuff, mate. Thanks for, thanks for coming and being part of the panel on a Friday. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, any time, mate, any time.
2: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it.